Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Young Justice Outsiders, which we'll be getting into today. I'm Justin Cummings, and today I'm joined by Annie Potter. Hello. Brittany. Hello. And Beatrice Murad. Hello. So today we are talking about the third week of New Young Justice Outsiders episodes, so episodes 7, 8, and 9. If you are not caught up yet, spoilers for those, spoilers for everything previous. We will be getting into all the new characters, all the stuff, because there's quite a bit to get through. You can find our previous two podcasts on episodes 1 through 3 and 4 through 6 at OverlyAnimated.com or by searching Overly Animated on iTunes, your favorite podcatcher, or YouTube. So, with that all out of the way, I think this week the best way to organize this is just go episode by episode, talk about who was introduced, because every episode throws a million new characters at you. What'd you say, Andy? Oh, I just said, oh my god, way too many characters. Yeah, quite a... Quite a few, some of which we had seen but knew nothing about um, this show. It's the biggest problem with the show. It really is. So we're going to go through new characters, go through the plot a bit, and then kind of talk. We'll, we'll take it from there. But the most important thing is making sure that everyone knows who is who. So let's get right into this with episode seven, Evolution. And immediately, we're not talking about any of our main characters in this episode. <laughs> Like, this episode immediately starts focusing on Vandal Savage's daughter, Cassandra, which, can someone who has more podcast knowledge, or more, not podcast, DC knowledge than me, is Cassandra Savage a character? Uh, Yes, she is. Okay, I have not seen her before. Do we think she will become part of the team? No. No. Why? Well, she is, like... A villain. I think uh, I, she is like uh, she has. Ne- I don't think she's ever been on like a superhero team. She's always been on the villainy mm-hmm, road. Yeah. Um, and so I don't think she'd be. Um, she'd ever join the team, like the Young Justice. She'd never join the Justice League or anything like that. Um, right. So we see her basically reading um, an account written by Olympia. Of who another new character? Did we see her in the past two seasons with Vandal Savage or no? No. no. Cool. No. I don't think we have. These to. are these are. I think these are both new characters. So a brand new woman of color brought in and killed off in the same episode. Awesome. I That's... mean, given how they treat Halo, it's not that shocking. So <laughs> it's not. It's not. But at least she's a mi- at least with minor characters. I feel like all minor characters can be kind of killed off whenever. But with Halo being a major character, that's not okay. Uh, the way I see it, if you want to bring someone in and kill them off in an episode, go for it. But, mm, but when you're one main, mm, it's 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 tricky. But so yeah, so Olympia gives her the story of Vandal Savage, which the bear story that we keep going back to is a huge part of Vandal Savage's history. Apparently, like that's yeah. in every version of the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of an in, it was kind of an in joke that she kept mentioning yeah. it. Whereas um, we just randomly throw Starro into the mix, which did everyone did they actually say Starro by name in this episode? No, which one was Starro no. again, Justin? The giant starfish. <laughs> oh yes, 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 yes. yes. Yeah. I recognize them, Justin. Specifically, I rec- recognize them from Batman Beyond because there was a mm. whole plot in that episode. Beyond or Brave and the Bold? 
Uh, there was one from Batman Beyond too. Okay, because I know Brave and the Bold did a thing with uh, Starro, which is how I know who Starro is. Yeah, it, in Batman Beyond, it was a whole plot so that they could have Batman Beyond fight Superman. Nice. Yeah, it was cool. cool. I did I like how they made fun of Batman versus Superman. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was nice. Superman that was ever fight? I don't know. We just like to think about it. Um, <laughs> but I did love because last I can't remember if it was season one or two, but whenever it was season one. When the heroes ended up brainwashed, they said it was like the Starro chip or something like that. Like, we've heard the name Starro, which was yeah. always a reference to this Starro. But this showing, like, Vandal Savage fought Starro, which is how he knew about Starro's power set. Like, how he was able to basically take that and incorporate it into his plot to defeat the Justice League. Which, I mean, we didn't need that, but thanks, I guess. It's very interesting because it gives, like, a background for his, mm-hmm. like character and like how i made the light and like the villain's motivation which is it's good to have some villain motivation otherwise it's just like evil for evil's sake and you have like and a and lot it's sim- of star wars movies but and it simultaneously adds a lot of flavor to like the entire world in general because it kind of gives this vibe of like the entire world has been in this cycle that keeps repeating over and over again where vandal savage is at the center which is kind of a really cool backdrop for like where the season is going now for me it was nice also to see that like apocalypse and dark side has always been in the background even though we yeah. did not see dark side until the last seconds of the show originally oh i hope they <sighs> we need more of dark side we need dark side to be like a real force at some point yes That's probably the back half of the season based on the fact that we talked about this last week. The title card is like Earth, Apocalypse, Young Justice. I'm like, Darkseid has to be a bigger threat very, very soon. Otherwise, why would Apocalypse be in the title card? Like, the, only thing exactly. I can, the only thing I can think is that DC is trying to not make this out to be just Thanos again. So I feel like that's a big risk when you're doing Dark Darkseid now. Mm-hmm. Just because it of like, mm-hmm. and that's a risk because a lot of his <laughs> motive, it, it's very, it's subtly different and there's like other things going on here. And obviously Darkseid is like not the same character as Thanos, but in the end he is trying to kill like pretty much everybody, which is very similar to Thanos. So, and he's giant and purple. So Wait, it's, but correct it, me if I'm wrong. Isn't the big, is, isn't the big like comparison with Thanos Galactus? Isn't that the big? Well, Galactus, well, Galactus is Marvel. Oh, okay. Then never mind. Because yeah. Silver Surfer, yeah. Yeah. Then okay. okay. I totally thought he was. Then no. Too. Then it was. Then I'm thinking that Galactus is the one that Darkseid is often compared to, not Thanos. Yes. 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 It, it is. It is. But right now, the way that Darkseid is being portrayed in the show is very similar to Thanos, especially if they do the anti-life equation plot mm, line, because yeah. that's a very similar plot line to the Infinity Gauntlet, at gotcha. least the one that's in the public like mindset right, right. now. Right. And that's something I think they want to avoid, even if. Yeah. I think there are differences, but it's just like it's going to be tough to make well, it different. On top of that, where do you because the whole Dark Side Apocalypse New Genesis, all of that stuff is from the New Gods storyline created yes. by Jack Kirby back in I want to say the eighties. And right now, where do most people know the New Gods from or know Dark Side from? Batman v Superman. Yes. Or Justice. Sorry, Justice. Yeah. Like, Steppenwolf and like <laughs> yeah, building up to Dark Side. And do we really want to? Young Justice to remind people of the DCEU. Yeah, it's Probably tough. Probably not. Because, like, even beyond that, like, I can't even think of, like, an animated version of Darkseid that's really that amazing besides Justice League Unlimited. Like, well, he did... There was, sh- there was, the, there was that there was that movie... definitely going for, like, a 
Justic Leave Unlimited like vibe here with all the characters and like, yeah. There, there. I can't remember which one it was, but there I, was this movie with Supergirl and Wonder Woman. It, it was Doomsday. And Birds of Prey. Oh, it was Doomsday. Yeah, I'm well, pretty sure. So that wasn't that wasn't Dark Seed. No, no, it was Dark, dark Seed. It was Dark Seed. He made it, it, the movie was just called Doomsday. Oh, okay, okay. Well, but, yeah, and then he. I thought he was great in that one because it was like it was. That's like a really solid movie, by the way. A plus the, action. Yes. Most of the DC animated movies are really good, which is most. why I mean, yeah, like that's, that's not good. that's a stretch. Not most. There are a couple. I mean, well, like, well, name poor... a bad one besides Batman Ninja. Well, okay, um, uh, the killing, killing joke, joke for one. You just gave us okay killing the killing. Like, do we want to keep going? Because the Teen Titans one is like not the best one. The Beatrice, I think with a point. I don't think the Teen Titans one counts. Like, I, I mean, it's part of the an, I'm saying it's an animated DC movie, and it's part. It's a recent one. Beatrice, I think the point is most of them, other than the ones that are a little problematic, but more than a little, are at least fun. They're at least fun. They are at least fun. It, fun is a better word than yeah, yeah. Which I think is Batman Ninja really fun. No, I don't think so, Justin. <laughs> That's my point. But no, the I, Under the Red Hood is always a classic. Oh, God, oh Jensen Ackles. We should get on top of Harris. That asshole is glorious. <laughs> He's just glorious. Yeah. No, we we dealt we dealt with enough Red Hood last week. We don't need that this week. So we see Vandal Savage fighting Starro and Darkseid, and we kind of get the backstory of the entire universe finally. Like we actually, this is the first time we really know why the light exists instead yeah. of just yeah. ooh, it's the Injustice League. Like we needed. We needed it's to know like why. The alum- it's the Illuminati, but dark. I guess the Illuminati yeah. is it's, dark. They're literally the light. It's good to finally know about them. And then the other half of this episode, we don't get new characters, thankfully, with um, the team training uh, Rion, and Violet, and Forager, who now have their code names, finally, of Geoforce, Halo, and Forager. We definitely hot needed more lava, names. Hot lava! I'm so hot lava. Oh. Actually, should get a theme song. Imagine the theme song for that. Hot uh, lava more than I... meets the ground. The uh, yeah, like, but it's the like Transformers theme song. Can, can Michael Vague isn't allowed to direct though. Can Hit I ask? Me <laughs> I want to ask: Do we really need code names anymore? Because it feels like everybody on this show doesn't wear a mask. They just like run around with their face fully exposed. And also, like, like, but I mean, there are a lot of people. Like, do you recognize the random people you see on TV? No. I mean, also, how how many times have they called Dick Nightwing? That's its code name. And how many times? I counted them one hand, Beatrice. Yeah, like it's not a lot. Artemis's code. I forget that Artemis's code name and real name were both Artemis, and now her code name is Tigress, but Artemis yeah. is her real name. Yeah, no, it's so stupid. She used her real name as her actual hero name for a while. Well, I blame that on right. Oliver. Yeah, I, I think we can. Oliver. Not. You know what? We can talk about my opinions of Oliver on a different podcast because <laughs> she, to... wasn't, she wasn't in these episodes. Let's just move on. Okay, moving on, let's moving on. Moving on. So, what do we think of Geoforce as a name? It's fine. 
It's I fine. Mean, it sounds like an it's early 2000s basic. like animated show that tried to do 3D but failed. That's what it sounds like. Wow, that's but, a very specific description, Beatrice. But it's true and it's an accurate description. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. It sounds like a mud mask that they would sell at Sephora that would cost $78. <laughs> Everyone in makeup addiction subreddit would be all over that. Specifically 78 So, so this show really... More this than like the of, drunk elephant glycolic acid and less than like the glam glow. This set of three episodes really pushed their PG rating to its uh, breaking point. Because for the first time ever, we see two characters in bed together in this episode. Yep. There wasn't even any sexual thrusting. But I mean, <laughs> not but we're only at a PG rating here. Like, that's, that's my point. They're we're really... PG- yeah, they're like, pushing it. I mean, I'm trying to think of other PG movies were in their bed together. Specifically, they do that in Shrek. They do that in Shrek 2, right? Yes. (laughs) After the wedding, that in Shrek 2. After after the the wedding, wedding, though, they're married. Yeah, it's okay to. I mean, I do like that they're letting like a woman over forty have like a romance plot, and it's not like she's not over forty. She's like thirty-four, isn't she? Yeah, she's thirty-four. I think she mentioned really. Yeah, she mentions in the forty-four. No, no, no. God, I gotta pay attention. Still, it's an adult woman having a relationship, and I think that's nice. Like, look, I just, I'm just glad, look, instead of talking about, oh, is this PG, PG-13, I'm just glad that they're treating this as, like, we're, like, why is it that we're focusing on this being the thing that is pushing it as PG-13 and not, say, Lobo saying bitch all the time? Or the way the Halo's just gruesomely murdered? Like, wait, that wait, to wait, me wait, 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 is more of, like, what, a PG-13 discussion we're than We're not this. talking about that. Epi- we're not to the episode yet. When we get yeah. to episode nine, we're going to talk, because episode nine had me... Very upset. Very well, upset. That's what I mean. Like this isn't. This is like nothing. This is like. Is it worth having a discussion about? Like, oh, they yeah. have like. It's like only it's because nothing. it's the first it's time this show has ever done that, though. And I don't think they could have think... done this on Cartoon Network. I no, they couldn't have. have. But like, I mean, some of the kisses that they've done on like previous seasons were pretty. Like, you know, they had like the moans and the groans. So were I'm just, they like, still you know, wearing what? clothing? That's I still, but that had more touching and more like, I don't know, it, it, that to me seemed more pushing than this. I Justin, I think this has to do with the fact that our cast is obviously growing older with each season. Exactly. So like when they were younger, they just couldn't have a scene like this. I don't think it really has to do with well, the rating. Also, think... it's not even our original cast. It's even older than yeah, our original cast. I know. It's yeah. it's it's interesting. It I also feels like they wanted to include fully grown characters just so they could play around with this like boundary. Yeah, I guess. Like, I don't want to be that cynic. I don't want to be a cynic, but I feel like someone was like, since we're on our own channel, let's do things Cartoon Network would never let us do. It does feel like that sometimes. They were trying to appeal more because, like, they know that all of us, like, started Mm -hmm. watching on Cartoon Network. We were, like, high schoolers and middle schoolers, and it's been, like, a number of years. Like, I watched Young Justice when I was in high school, and now I'm 25. Like, I'm having a glass of wine in my own (laughs) apartment versus being in high school. Like, I already went to college. (laughs) We're so I think that they're trying to shoot semester. for what their new target audience is like slightly older in like the 18 to like 30 range versus like, you know, yeah. high schoolers and middle schoolers who wake up and watch cartoons on Saturday morning. Um, excuse me. I am a 21 year old okay. who still wakes up and watches cartoons Justin, on a Saturday morning. Baby. You are baby. lovely and you do that forever. Okay. Makes okay. you special. Okay. So. Um, I don't have cable, otherwise I totally would too. Let's stay. Let's stay a pace here. As um, pace. two more things about episode seven. First off, rank it on a scale of just one to ten, roughly. Where do you put this episode? God, 
I don't know. Like, this was probably really, this was an interesting episode. I definitely enjoyed it. I think the most out of these three, it was definitely the most interesting, like, plot and lore-wise. I'd put it maybe 8.5, like, in terms of total enjoyment. Right. I would say if five is an average episode of television, I'd give it, like, a six and a half. Like, it was above average, and I enjoyed it. Like, I always love a good backstory. Beatrice. Yeah, I'd give it like a six. Wow, I'd I'd say closer to like, because I try not to rank it compared to all of television to ever exist. I'd say I'd say like a seven, seven and a half, maybe. Like wow. it's good, but honestly, like Andy, I know you liked it, but I think I think Home Fires episode nine is the best of this three. Really, I don't know. Oh. I just really connected with the Vandal Savage and like the really interesting way of showing the story. Like it was kind of out of I've order. I've never liked Vandal Savage that much, personally. I haven't either. I haven't either. But I just really enjoyed this backstory for the villain. Maybe I just connected with it a little better than you guys, and I just that... kind of liked it. And I liked. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no that, that... please. I, I, I also. I also just really liked uh, the the lens we were seeing it through. Like I liked seeing it through Cassandra's eyes. It was clear that we were seeing it through her eyes. But I don't. I think I will like this episode wor- worse or, or less. I mean, if Cassandra doesn't get a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, I liked it as as a standalone. I did like it. Last thing about episode seven before we move on, I do want to point out uh, at the end of the episode, it pointed out this episode is dedicated to Miguel Ferrer, who voiced Vandal Savage in seasons one and two. He passed away from throat cancer back in 2017. So this was the first episode of Vandal Savage being played by David Kay. I just wanted to point that out real quick before we move on. Cause he did good. Cause yeah, it was, I didn't, really, I didn't well, even but, notice. But it's been six years, Britt. Maybe if you yeah, listen to yeah. I guess Vandal Savage wasn't that big of a villain either. So maybe I just yeah. like blend the voices together in my head. But the I didn't thing, notice like a huge difference. The biggest thing for Vandal Savage, like <laughs> that I can remember, is that he tried to stop Wally from uh, delivering that heart in season one. But that's the only thing I really remember him doing. That's he, I'm doing too. I mean, also, the Seattle Children's Hospital has an ECMO team. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I think that may be why this episode didn't resonate as much with me because I feel like Lex Luthor it had much more of a bigger presence in Young Justice than Vandal Savage. Like, I just, I don't <laughs> see when I think of like, oh, the big bad. I don't think of Vandal Savage for Young Justice. I, and I don't know. I just didn't. So like when we got like, oh, this is our 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 moment to find out about him. It was like, OK, but I have I don't care. And not only did I not care, but the fact that they're introducing this character, his daughter, as just for the sake of using a vehicle to explain his backstory instead of just having him just telling it as it is. And then in a weird way, having it parallel to this other, this B plot that had nothing to do with it and the transitions were so odd. Like, it's mm-hmm. one thing, like, if you want to juxtapose those things, but the fact that they try to connect them and it didn't work, like, it's just this weird, I don't know. It was just a very, it's a strange episode for me because, I don't know, I just, the last time I remembered Vandal Savage was when he appeared, like, saying that, like, in the, like, the finale of the season oh, two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was And there. that was, you know, again, six years ago. And I only remember that because I rewatched the finale before watching the first episode of this season. So it's kind of like, I don't know, if they wanted, if, I, if they wanted me to care about his origin story, they needed to build him back up. I and guess. They just I mean, they're going to do more with characters. him this season. There's so many characters. Exactly. Speaking like, of more characters, characters, 
Speaking but if they're presenting characters. him as like the main villain or one of the main villains this season, like what he will do from the future might like make more sense in terms of he's like the reason for the light and his like moral point of view. So I it guess... may be said Sorry. like I feel like ranking these episodes individually doesn't work as well because we the plots don't have like consync art that finishes in twenty two and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. It finishes in like three or four episode like plot lines that we watch cons- like concurrently. So I'm also wondering if we should try weighting them in like three episode blocks versus like one episode blocks. Yeah, but I mean like this that would make like, sense. But this feels like this three episode block feels like the most disconnected of all the three episode I blocks. I would agree. Yeah. But yeah, but before we move on from it, well. I just want to I just want to say Beatrice because I agree with most of the point po- points you made. Like I totally get where you're coming from with like not how you didn't like this episode. I think part of for me is nostalgia because this a lot reminded me of an episode and Justin feel free to like agree or disagree. Like this felt a lot like an episode of like Justice League Unlimited or Justice League. Like it was just like a one-off episode about a side character mm-hmm. and that feels very much in the vein of what DC used to do with their television. Like it's just a story about a character and and it's just laid out there and I kind of like that about it and I might just be riding the highs of that like nostalgia for me. It, it did have a more Bruce Tim vibe. It, yeah, it, I feel that. Mm-hmm. I yeah, it, it was very surprising to me how Bruce Tim it felt. Let's Which, get into let's let's go ahead and get into triptych because this one is complex, complex. Is, so yeah, <laughs> my God, this episode just this episode really. Oh, I like it a lot. It's just a lot to process. So it is. Let's a lot happens. A lot happens. We're not going to recap everything because we assume we've seen it at this point. The three different plots, Nightwing's team, or Nightwing talking to Oracle about uh, Shade Mist and Livewire working with Cheshire, and we see Artemis and Cheshire finally reunite, which that was a very bittersweet moment. And then we move into Robin with uh, the best team ever. The best the record, team ever! Which, spoiler, Arrowette and Orphan. Which, Orphan! A, Orphan had never been mentioned up to this point. Nope. B, spoiler, I don't think it's been Cassandra Kane, right? Yeah, yeah orphans, um, okay. orphans. Cassandra Kane. Spoiler is Stephanie Brown. So all three Batgirls are in one episode, ah, and which is amazing. Oracles in there too, so it's like we got Oracle spoiler. Wait, I remember and- when they were trying to like cancel Stephanie Brown, and Greg Weisman just like shoved her in an episode and was like, "There she is." Can't cancel her now. Honestly, Wait. Stephanie Brown deserves so much more in every reality oh, of DC Stephanie. Universe. So. Whenever we see, I'm I'm doing my thesis on female superheroes, and let me tell you, Stephanie Brown came up in a lot of articles of people being like, "This is how not to handle characters," like Batman erasing her from the Batcave, like she was never a real Robin. Like, no, get out of here with that. Um, yeah, like, but so happy to see like this. Jason team. tried to kill Batman. Yeah. I think he's. I think he's not even the only Robin who's tried to kill Batman. No, he definitely. Stephanie <laughs> Brown is the one who's not liked. Also, I'm so happy Arrowette's <laughs> here, which I don't think the show's explicitly said this yet. Arrowette is someone that Artemis saved, like in season one or two, like saved her life. She grew up. We know this from a the. I think we only know this from like the press briefings and stuff because they never tell us anything about these characters. And which is again very much like Justice League, Justin. I know. Like, and, 
story with the prior knowledge and are making it from that point of view? Or are they just like, you it's, think, expect us to like figure I, it out? I have a th- okay, I have a theory about this. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. I mean, it's it's a deliberate choice. They, they're making this with the assumption that you're going to do your homework either after the episode or before it. And yeah. that's a choice that they made and they're sticking to it. And look, I respect their choice. Does it hurt the quality of the show? Yes. But I respect that they're like, you know what? You need to, if you don't know, you don't know. And we have to think about where this is being, where the platform they're using to, sh- to release the show, mm-hmm. which is DC Universe. It's an app where you can read all the comics and if you yep. pay then you can you they're all available to you so i wouldn't be surprised if they were like look if people want to look up and read them after you put them in like they they have it there they we have all the information yep. for them and all the comics are there for them to consume right after they finish the episode so i wouldn't be surprised if they're <laughs> if they were just like you know maybe maybe cartoon network was a bit more like hey, even though they always like had a lot of characters Maybe Cartoon Network's like, hey, you need to, like, introduce them or something because not everyone will know. On DC University app, they have free reign to be like, if you don't know, too bad. And it's like, personally, do I think it hurts the show? Yes. But they're sticking to it. So it's like, respect that, I guess. I I think some – I agree that it hurts it in this case, Beatrice, but I do think sometimes it does – it, it works like because we get shots like we get Batwoman randomly in shots like you loved that like for the per- for when you see that character you love it's great but when it's all characters we don't know it gets a little bit grating and a little bit confusing mm-hmm. but that's so- what I mean though it's like yeah if it's if it's like what I mean is like it might give you like the like uh, sure I freaked out over orphan Batwoman whatever all the characters that I know I like freak out over but it's like but would I prefer a brief moment of euphoria or a show that actually goes deep into yep. their specific small core cast and actually give us great character development. Mm-hmm. Even if it's an ensemble show, you could still have character development in an ensemble show. It's not yes. impossible. So it's like, so it is like that kind of trade-off. It's like, yeah, I would love to see Batwoman in 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 an actual, like more than a cameo or orphan, give them like their own little thing if you're going to introduce them. At this point, it just feels kind of a little bit of like superficial euphoria. Mm-hmm. And would I prefer a more kind of smaller group and focus, yeah. more focused story? Yes. How much fun would like a Batgirl show, just like all of the Batgirls and like sometimes Tim shows up. That would Tim make me really, really happy. Tim can be like the one guy and it's okay. Like I'm okay with yeah, Tim being yeah, just hanging yeah. there and him asking them advice about Donna. It's like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Speaking and, of Donna Troy, not in any of these three episodes. Even no. though she's part of like the new Young Justice team. It's fine. Is what? it? Is it fine? I don't know. You Have know what I miss? doing her own thing. Oh. She's, she's I, missed the way, <laughs> I missed the way they handled it in season one where it was like, hello team. Here is a Justice Leaguer here to mentor you today where we could meet a lot of new characters like one an episode. Like imagine if there was just an episode where instead of more Breon being uber protective of Halo for the fifth episode in a row, we get, hey, team, Batwoman's going to teach you something this week. And it's a whole episode about just Batwoman and the team. So we get to see, oh, look, Batwoman as it relates to our main cast. See, but that would be cool. But here. Here's a, here's a better idea. Here's a way that we could get to explore the the outsiders, and we can still get the main group, the the core group that we cared about. Have them be the mentors now. 
Yeah. There is no way. And that would give us all the more reason to show where they are now as they've grown older and what they've learned and explore that. And we also have the new people, which is kind of what we're doing with, um, it's that they're picking the wrong people. It's like, why are we getting two Superboys when we can get a McGann in there who can just like whip everybody into shape? I just, where's McGann, you guys? Yeah, it's, there's some I think strange. going to go absolutely batshit this season, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like I think she's going to snap. I think I think what we're kind of oh, talking about here is that the show is fighting between being another Justice League show that I want and fighting between and just a Young Justice season one all over again, which I also want. But it can't be both of those things because it has this insane ensemble, which it tries to give attention, at least a little bit of attention to everybody. But Do it also is trying to have DC, a... DC, like, the company is pushing for more ensembles so that people oh, read yeah. the comics as well. Yeah, okay. no, yeah. I, I completely agree with what Beatrice is saying, especially because we're on DC Universe. They can yeah. do that. But if they were going to do that, I think they needed to make this not Young Justice. Because now that it's Young Justice, it's they have to have this, like, this pushing of the plot forward all the time. And so I think that takes away from these character-focused episodes that they kind of want to do, like, with Rand- Vandal Savage. Because I think the Vandal Savage thing didn't work because they had to throw in half the episode to the rest of the to the rest of the characters like maybe that episode would work better for you guys if it actually focused on fleshing out the character a little bit more for you and like and i think the same is true for all these episodes this season like i, I think see, yeah i agree like and i, I think see, like, I, no sorry go ahead finish, no, no, finish your thought no no my okay. thought was finished you know like if i think about the things that like i want to see like i want to see calder as like head of the job yeah I actually think the political stuff is interesting and like what happens when you're stuck in a world that's like against you and the system is against you and how Batman's like, you know what, we're going rogue because he's Batman he's dramatic as fuck. And versus like, you know, the people who chose to stay and like, and like what happens when you try and work outside the law, do you become like the villain? Because that was like one of the like moral things that a lot of people have liked from previous like DC adventures or DC ventures, but and then you think that they would you see it, but you see it like such small glimpses. It just feels there's too many stories. Like what they need to what they need to do is sorry, go ahead. All of that (coughs) potential gets completely undermined by the last three minutes of this episode, which of course revealed that everything was planned. Yeah, the Batman. Like, exit, why didn't you tell like the outsider? Calder's a good actor. Calder does know. to be evil for like a whole season. Calder does know. He's in, he's part of that group of seven. But, like, why didn't you tell like everybody else? They didn't know. It. This just feels like more convoluted. Like, like just sorry, so I didn't mean Calder. Why didn't you tell like the whole group? Because like a bunch of people didn't know. Did you like need them to freak out? Like they the probably only... could have freaked out anyways. Like so the only whole, like, seven who know are it's it's Tim it. Bruce. Dick, or yeah. uh, Barbara, McGann, Calder, and Wonder Woman, right? But yeah. so many at that point, so many people know. Like, why are they? Why is this a secret? Like, each one every, of them has their own team, pretty much. I know, but it's just so many people. It's insane. It's like we're getting so convoluted here that it just feels unnecessary. Like, they're. I think they they're riding on the high of how cool, like the secret stuff from season two works. I think that was the best plot. Like. Calder being e- not evil was like a good plot from season two mm-hmm. and they're trying to ride that high again and they're doing it like this and it's just too much like I don't feel any emotion about this I don't feel any like oh they're keeping things from people like I don't care 
Like, and that's the worst thing I should feel about this. This should be a big reveal if there was a secret team thing going on. But I just don't feel anything for this. I think what sold it for me, because for me, what it kind of, what, <clears throat> like, it, there's a lot going on in this episode. And I kind of, I want to commend it because all this plot that happened in it, you could have expanded to have its own season, its own beats, like it could have, or half a season. Like it, there was so much there. But I feel like it's because it's Wonder Woman who's there telling them like, you want me to lie? Which like, carry, which hit me so close because it's like, oh my God, like the last of truth and all this stuff. And like, it just, it made, I don't know. It just, the fact that, like I, th- that argument of her being like, are you, would you be willing to lie in order to do what what's necessary and all that stuff? Like to me, like that, that sold it. It's the fact that it's not just that it's Wonder Woman saying it, but also the fact that it's like, th- unlike say the secret, the secrecy, this is taken from a perspective of like, will like the reason that only they can know it's like, because like, w- is it worth telling everyone and have everyone be like willfully a part of this or is willful ignorance like I don't know it's like it was a very lawyeristic argument Mm -hmm. which impressed me and I was like yeah that like this like I was I was very impressed by this episode and yeah sure the the timing and stuff couldn't it's confusing and there's a lot in it but to me it just worked from a I guess from a to me, it it see it was yeah. convoluted, but it it worked in the oh, it makes sense that they wouldn't want to tell everybody because if they had to lie under oath, would they? Would they break the law? And it's it's I don't know, no, especially with everything they. that's happening in the real world and about law breaking. I was like, you know what? This really hits close to home. I, I do think the Wonder Woman section of this works the best. I just mm-hmm. don't get why the rest. It, it it feels like way too much though. Like these are already superheroes. Like these are already like way above the law in a lot of ways. I don't feel it, it feels unnecessary to me, but again, I don't, I, I, I don't know where, where, what the goal of this season really is yet. I don't see what the end goal is here. So maybe this relates to it and that'll make more sense to me why we had this thing happening. But until then, this just feels really crazy. Do you think that they should have held off the reveal that they all were in on it? That like that, that yeah. was all planned. So do you think they should have held it all, held it off for like later in the season, and then maybe it would have had more impact? Like, oh, now it all makes sense. Yeah, because we didn't really see Batman's side of the team working independently. Like, I didn't right, until yeah. this episode. Like, if we saw Batman doing stuff, and we thought like hey, what's Batman doing over there? Or we saw, um, I forget what other, there's so many groups in this episode. But like, because the thing is, a few of the groups, like, them. yeah, like three of the groups are groups that we've been following already. It's Dick's group, it's the Outsiders, and it's Megan's Young Justice team. And all three of those feel like the same team, honestly, from a viewer's perspective. They're all just kids doing superhero stuff. Are they and then, all Outsiders? Oh my God, I'm no, moving on. Leave. <laughs> And then there's the Justice League, and then there's Batman Incorporated. And those five teams all kind of feel, at least the first three I mentioned, all feel kind of samey. And then the other two we haven't seen much of at all. So it didn't feel like these were people working in secret together. It just felt like, oh, these are the heroes talking. So maybe you're right, Beatrice. Maybe if I had seen this like later in the season after we saw Justice League doing stuff and we saw um, uh, Batman Incorporated doing stuff, maybe this would feel better. But right now, as it is, this just feels kind of forced to me. But I'll, again, hold off judgment until I see what our goal for the season, or the half season is. Right, yeah. So let's talk about the really uncomfortable episode, episode nine. Because the more I think about it, the more I'm not okay with our... Is it is it the A or the B plot of 
potential preschool assassination. That's a B plot. That's, that's, that's a B plot. plot. Was that, that the B plot? Yeah, that that, that came later. Lobo I was mean, like the first one, then that was the B plot. Oh, it's it uncomfortable. didn't happen. But like, is, I don't know. I think they're planting the seeds. More dead children like, than I have to at my day job. Let's be real here. I just, that would have been real dark. Like dark for I, TV in general. It's like, like is that really game of Thrones shit? Are Hunger Games spoilers allowed yet? It's yeah, been whatever. Yes. I I mean, I mean, we had Sandy Hook. When Hunger Games killed off Prim, like the whole world was like, you cannot, you can't, you can't do that. You can't kill off Prim. So hard. Imagine if they killed off eighteen superpowered toddlers. Okay, can I? Okay, here's what pissed me off about this. Here's what, like, I for throughout, I was like, what if they subvert this? What if the, instead this guy actually tries to go through with it? But surprise, the moms are like completely competent and are prepared and can do this. Like that would have been a beautiful thing to see. And it would have been like, ha, we don't need our superheroes to protect us because we are all <laughs> superheroes and boom. Like that could have been kind of, or maybe they could have gone all fun. like home alone. They could have been all home alone with the little super kids being the ones that like save the I- day. I was just expecting Impulse to st- – oh, like not Impulse, sorry. He's Kid Flash now. I was expecting Kid Flash to just be like, hey, I knew you were here the whole time because he has the full Flash power set, which is completely bullshit. <laughs> like I was expecting – Spoilers! Like what was that? Spoilers. That's what he says. This is his catchphrase. Oh, he oh yeah. He calls Crash. The, the infant his grandpa. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. grandma, don't call me that. <laughs> I was expecting him to just like run over there and tap him on the shoulder and be like, hey, man, I've been watching you the whole time. Like I knew you were here. Yeah. But – yeah, I had another new character. Oh, Lady, is Lady Shiva a new character? Who, dude? I can't remember if she was. In I don't remember. I know who she is, but I don't I know remember who she is because of Batman Arkham Origins. Yeah, but I don't know. I wasn't. I as thought Cheshire was Lady Shiva at first because Shiva has worn a very similar mask. I'm surprised I wasn't as like skeeved out by this episode as you guys. Like I didn't feel that from this. Like I obviously thought it was creepy that he's going to kill some kids, but I wasn't like put off by yeah. it. That might just be I the media put off by it really that either because it didn't happen. Yeah, like if, you know what I mean. Like there was it was they they called it the nuclear option. They're like oh, we're not going to kill children. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I liked that. I actually liked that this was like delving into the idea that like the villains like. I, I like the idea of delving into like the inner politics of superheroes because it's a really complex topic. But going into like, hey, we're not going to attack each other in our and they're like in our civilian identities because that's just like a nuclear option. I like that kind of talk. That's really interesting yeah. and explains how the world works. Because if everyone just could kill each other's family members, superheroes wouldn't exactly work that way. You know what I mean? They wouldn't yeah. work in the world as or they villains. are. Or like they're yeah. they're they're not just doing it to be like a serial killer. They have like a moral, not like a moral, but like a, an agenda that is like yeah geopolitical and yeah like luthor luthor would never kill someone's child unless it specifically affected his agenda yes and and that's and that's a difference between what's happening here and what the goals are but i think i think like in terms of like the b plot like i i like how they like framed it because it's like you know it's it's a it's a it's a taking note from like alfred hitchcock which is tell the audience that there is a ticking time bomb like under the table but don't tell the actual per but the character doesn't know and it's like that whole creation of tension like it worked really well um but for me it's more of will we actually like is this just 
a random like throwaway or is this planting the seeds for something later on, mm-hmm. something much more menacing later on, which is because now we know that they like for me, it wasn't they're oh they're morally sound and oh they're respecting like civilian yeah. life no for me this was oh they have like a backup like a backup 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 to the backup of the backup like they have this plan, plan for that whatever happens like they are they can do this at any time which just makes them all the which makes the light that much more menacing and threatening so my question is now that they they told us that this is a possible threat what are we gonna see later but which I think, it, which I still argue is going to be like a Home Alone situation, and the super kids are going to like yeah. take them down. I, also, I think Ocean Master, really? That's yeah. who? Re- I mean, who else can we randomly decapitate? But yeah. but I think it, Ocean it, Master is a cool cameo, and he's also like. But, but he, I was fine that he's not around here. Do yeah. we only know who Ocean Master is because of the Aquaman movie? Now, probably. not just us, but like the general public. I probably, <laughs> I but but think Beatrice. So. I think this also puts forward the idea that, like, the heroes have the exact same knowledge. Like, they could do the exact same thing back. That's kind of what Lady Lady Shiva was implying. So I don't know if it'll actually ever happen, but if it does, this whole season's gonna go to shit, and and it's gonna turn to an all-out brawl, most likely. Oh, totally. But the thing is, it's like, it's not even, do I think they're gonna go through with it? It's like, will they succeed is my question if, are, we, are we gonna see a dead like toddler at some point this season not so toddler right. but maybe like a mom like a uh, dead loved one uh, like uh, a, so, a wife uh, uh, or, uh, which maybe, is what suck but it's like that's what please we are no fridging please maybe, no fridging maybe maybe that's what you're, you're expecting the uh, the death or not expecting but you're asking if there's gonna be a death of a family member of a right superhero. and then a superhero is gonna lose it and yeah. then you know because so, so many kids have died already it's like i they, they're going dark, so I if this is their way of proving it, it's like, okay. Well. I, I think the most likely candidate, as horrible as it is, is one of the kids of The Flash, because he has two kids. No, 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 no. He already lost Wally. Like, no. But, but dude, I think they, it'll they be like, like probably Amber- Black Lightning children, because he's like a main oh, character. God. Oh my them. god, theory. Theory. Or... Or crazy lady, because like, I don't think that the well, scientist okay. lady is as nice as she says or- is going to make them into metahumans. Okay, well, theory, what if it is one of the Flash kids, and the only way to bring them back is by bringing Wally back? Oh, my God. <gasps> That's so nice. I still think he just got transported somewhere and is just, like, running <laughs> around having, like, a terrible time. Having <laughs> a terrible time. My time travel's a thing with the Flash people, so maybe in order to stop it, like, maybe it's maybe it's the dad of of, of the, the current Kid Flash. I don't remember his name, his first name. Art. Not Bart, not Bart Allen, Bart? but his his grandson Barry. No, oh, oh no, you're, no. Then you're right. You're right. It is Bart Barry. Okay. Anyway, point is, yeah, what if oh his God. dad's the one who's killed, and he disappears? So they have to bring Wally back in order to fix it. And it's like, there you like, go. The, I just solved the solution of Wally. Oh my God. It, I, I still am not sure if they're bringing Wally back or not, but yeah. we'll see. Black Lightning accidentally kills one of the kids. Because oh remember, God. that's what started this whole thing. Not. <laughs> well, obviously, the real answer is that Halo is going to die again. I mean, are we, can we talk about it now? Did she actually die in, yeah, a, in this episode? Can we talk about okay, it now? Justin, Justin, she had a full metal thing stabbed through her entire chest cavity. And she died. held it and like was yanked even like within it. And okay. it still wouldn't move because it was so deep within her. But like, she yeah. didn't seem to lose memory or consciousness, really, is... Has she gone from just I can die and come back to full on Deadpool at this point where 
I think, I think they're going for like full on Deadpool person. Yeah, like she can control. <laughs> she recovered extremely fast. All, like all, he was still moving with gash in in like entire torso. Also, now that we're on Halo, before we move past like the obvious problematicness of this that she dies over and over again, I want to bring up that like I think it might be implied in these that she's somehow related either actually bloodline or power wise to vandal savage like there was did you feel that implication justin or anybody else i mean i think it was like very vaguely implied and if you want to get real technical if he's a neanderthal their range of hap of like geopolitical not geo like geographic range extended into the middle east and if she's supposed to be That's- a karaki which is iraq that would make sense geographically. Well, but that's, add to that, that's a little okay. You that can, way, but like it doesn't. I don't know how that would like in the modern era that's supposed to work. Is she supposed to be he's like a long term descendant? He's yeah. also mortal, so I guess he could just he make. He seems to have a lot of daughters. That seems. Is to be, she yeah. like okay? So the, his nemesis is the immortal man, right? And every time the immortal man dies, he comes back to somebody else. Is she like? Are they going to bring him in, and she's going to be like? have no, to no do that person because i don't because like the halo that they've created is extremely different from the halo of yes. classic dc so i'm just like clearly they're not going with like that version of gabrielle doe they're going with something different are they going to try and like verge her with like another character That's or like. a and different storyline if she's gonna be related to like the I'm immortal gonna- man I mean, that's what they did like, with Megasonic Teenage Warhead. Yeah. yeah. They've done it before. Like, it, it's not crazy. And, like, it's the one, it's the best way to have a viewer, like, be surprised. Like, us, like, when we can just Wikipedia every character, we kind of know where some of the plot lines are going. Mm-hmm. But by yeah. changing up characters like this keeps us on our toes, which is a good part of these. Like, I think that's a good part of this show, like, that they keep yeah. characters and put characters in new light. But I, I, I am curious how we're going to continue with this. Which, oh, like, what yeah, her new, like, characters, like, pass. Yeah, which I'm glad speaking, they're not doing a Marvel and they're just giving us the same like Peter Parker story every single time. Yeah, but anyway, speaking, <laughs> speaking of wh- knowing where the plot's going, um, who completely called Deathstroke showing up? Yeah, Deathstroke. That was if, his silhouette in the light. Like, oh yeah. no, 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 then they actually did show him. Yeah, but Justin, are they going to do Judas contract? I don't know if they're going full on Judas contract, but I do think that when they reach Deathstroke, that is when they will find Tara. Yeah, like I don't think we're going full Judas contract, but I think that that is where she is. That that yeah. makes sense. I don't to me, feel Justin. he is bad as that, or like but as extreme. But there, there's implications though. That's the point. There's implications by saying we're looking for Terra and Deathstroke is in the picture in some way. Like there's implications there. Yeah. Also, definitely. Name a version where Terra's not with. Name a version besides Stormwatch where Terra does not at some point, meet up with Deathstroke. Like, they're just very much intertwined, their stories, in a lot of bad ways. I Honestly, ob- I didn't even know Geoforce existed and was related to Terra. I only know Terra as it relates to Deathstroke. Yeah, yeah. it's it's much That's more like iconic. It's the one that was in the like the Teen Titans series that like everybody people- knows about. I think it's one of the most people know <laughs> And that's the main reason for me that I think it won't be touched on it again, just in the Judas contract, mm-hmm. because like it's so famous from Teen Titans, or at least not famous, but so 
recognizable to viewers. And then they also just did a movie of it like two years ago. Which was also bad. Which also had some bad elements to it. Not as problematic as the comic, though. No, 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 Justin. But that doesn't mean it can't. It has to have any problem. Look up the Judas contract because clearly it's not. It's worse than I remember. Oh, there's a lot of pedophilia. The comic book is very. Just think R. Kelly. You're fine. Wow. Oh, there was a lot so it's more, like all the vibes uh, from the Young Justice, not Young Justice, from Teen Titans, the worst. Yeah. Yes. It's the right. exact. It's that exact plot she, line. To, but imagine Deathstroke uh, had a pedophile, had a relationship with to her. Be, to be fair, I'm, like, I'm not excusing Deathstroke at all because Deathstroke. Like, the, the point being that in the comic, she is closer to like 16, 17, not like 12. Yeah. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying that the Terra of the comic and the Terra of Teen Titans are very purposely <laughs> are. very different characters. They are different, but still, it doesn't so, make what Deathstroke did no, right in them. No, were it they doesn't. just doing it for, like, drama, or did it yeah, have it's any... Yeah, it's the same... Because it's the story. 80s and they can do whatever yeah, they want. It, it, that was from the same era as... That was the same era as Killing Joke, right, Justin? I always... No. I always Look, was Killing Joke I, later? Killing Joke was 89? So it was kind of similar time frame, but a well, little bit the different. The 80s of yeah. DC. Like, like, 80s DC did a lot of sketchy stuff to, like, Dark drum Knight up. Returns. Okay, Dark Knight Returns is a good storyline, though, Justin. Oh, I'm just talking about problematic female uh, characters in Batman's relationship with Robin. Okay, uh, yeah, that's bad. In the com- I forgot there were the comic thing. I was thinking of the movies. The movies are pretty solid. Granted, anything Frank Miller touched. Frank Miller did Dark Knight Returns, right? Yeah, everything he touched has kind of a skeezy vibe. Yeah, that says a lot about him. Mm. But let's not get into that. I really wish we could get into more comics that weren't like, yeah, but the creator did some really problematic things. But yeah, we should that's... have just a special episode called Problematic. We could do a special episode. That's all I'm saying. There's a, There's a character There's... in the Green Arrow TV show that Ollie sleeps with that in the comics slept with his dad. <laughs> oh, great. Can, oh, we, yeah. can we talk about, like, can we get back to this episode? Because I want to talk about Lobo calling everyone bitch. Because didn't he do that a bunch? <laughs> Just what's, Lobo. So sh- what's more hurtful is that I didn't even notice. Yes. Because I'm so desensitized to this Same. term that I just, it flew right past me. So when it was mentioned on the Discord, I was like, wait. What? No, he didn't. I don't know if I'm des- I don't know if I'm desensitized to the word bitch or if I'm desensitized to Lobo at this point. Uh, it's I, a little bit of both. I will say I'll say this. Like there I've heard apparently at one point, I think, I don't know if it's still in the making, but there's like there was like a live action adaptation of yes, Lobo. And people were talk people were like hyping up this character, being like, Yeah, Lobo, he's amazing. And it's like no, I'm like, who the hell is this guy? I don't care about it's him. Like, I don't. The need same this. reason like... people like Deadpool. Oh no, no, D- Justin. I think people like Lobo for the same piece reason people like the Punisher. Unironically, like they just want some guy who kills a bunch of people and he's he's a psychopath. Like they like that idea. But he's also loud, obnoxious, and regenerates. I know, but I. I, I mean, I, at I least think Deadpool how... is like pansexual and like meant to Lower. be satirical this dude is like paying it straightforward they, they just like Lobo because <laughs> he, he kills people and they like that justin like they i know also who like, watch fight club and don't realize it's a satire like, yeah no no this the, that's creatures that's a better brit i'm sorry brit, that's a better like comparison not just to the uh punisher thing because people like watch fight club and they think it's a like they think that they should make a fight club after watching fight club and those same people want a lobo movie unironically because they want to pretend they're lobo and it's insane oh. 
All I'm saying is Lobo is no Ryan Reynolds. So no. thank you, next. I don't need him. Ryan yeah. Reynolds. Is he why why could it why couldn't Halo cut him in half with her fucking like energy beams? Because she cut off his finger. Because which, she's new and her aim isn't perfect. She tried, okay? She tried her best. I know. The, she did her the, best. The end card over the credits was just Lobo's seven Okay, that was, that, that that was, was funny. That, that was hilarious. That was very, like, episode, Deadpool humor, honestly. kind of, like, just, that but, was very good. Oh, speaking of humor, I think they the funniest gag of the entire season was in this episode, with Forager talking about how everyone, nobody gets the names of anyone right. Like, that yeah, was the funniest that gag. That was good. That like and it just kept going and then as soon Violet, as the gag Halo Halo yeah and then as soon as the gag ended Doctor Jace literally did it to Halo and it was incredible like it's just like yeah they all do it the same fucking shit it's incredible like this I I don't know who wrote this scene but it was just so like for it was so meta I love I it. love Forager so much I really do like of all. As much as I'm like, ugh, no, focus on Donna Troy, focus on Tim Drake, focus on literally the characters you have. So Static. Pure. Like, I, I so can't, pure. and he's very different from the comic version of Forager as well, but I like this Forager. I just want to squeeze him, even if he's all goozy. He's all goozy. He reminds me of Mr. Krabs when he shed his skin. Oh, I will hug you, goozy or not, Why do you remind me of that, Brit? That's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first and- thing I thought of. I love the callback. He reminded um, me of like babies just post cesarean section when they're just like all pink and covered in like goop and you have to like dry them off. I just want him to like <laughs> shove a blanket and like rub it in his face and be like, okay. I, I love. I made Forger. a hand dresser, but none of you can see it. I love Forger being like, Forger knows what it means to be, well, uh, about not liking being naked. Like, yes. From two was- episodes ago. Which. Aww. Also, the amount of times pe- the guys have ended up naked this season is, you know, it's wonderful, honestly. On point male nudity, very there, proud. There was only, I think it's only been one moment of, like, female nudity, and it was, like, uh, missed because her power makes her, like, invisible or whatever. And then he turned her into, like, ice or whatever. But other than that, it's mostly just been male nudity. I was going to say, does that even count as nudity if they're ice, like... She it, had, she was clothes they they no 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 her clothes she she misted out of her clothes her clothes oh. fell to the ground and when then she when she turned frozen? and then when she turned to ice uh the camera was angled so that uh dick's arm was covering her boobs and and groin so that uh you nice. couldn't see anything that's nice of him yeah i mean nothing has been seen because we still have that pg rating my friend but it's uh yeah like they um they're loving the they're loving the uh, unexpected male nudity this season. That is their uh, gag of choice. Yeah. I know. I'm okay with that. It's hilarious. It's like, isn't that an Ashton Kutcher show? It might be from that 70s show where he's like, when women are naked, it's like serious, but when men do it, it's just hilarious because the weird dichotomy because, of it, like male because nudity our can so- be like, can it's because be, of our society. It's just funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like not sexualized the same way. <laughs> I, lo- I still love Halo's line. Your form is not broken. <laughs> like, mm, just that whole. So, um, and then I guess the only thing left to talk about in this episode is the whole uh, Granny Goodness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you guys know about Granny Goodness? No, I did not. <laughs> Granny Goodness is a new god. She's related to De- Darkseed. Darkseid. What? Yeah, she's oh, a new god, Justin. No, it's that one? Yeah, she's a new god. 
Can we get Big Barda, please? Show up in Sheet Titans and try and eat everybody, or am I thinking of a different show? Uh, I'll, I want I'll, Big Barda. Uh, uh, Britt, I'm posting it here so you can see her, because she is an actual character from other from other po- from other uh, parts of DC. She's a new god. I think I've heard of her before. Yeah, she uh, is, and she yes. looks exactly like she does in the show. It's a really weird character. She's the best 1980s hair. She she was made by Jack Kirby. Jack Kirby thought of this woman. Um, for for anyone listening who may not know who Jack Kirby is, who is Jack Kirby, Andy? Uh, Jack Kirby is one of the founders of all comics, essentially. Justin, uh, not true, but okay. Jack I'm Kirby kidding. is basically <laughs> basically the less recognized Stanley. That's what I was trying to say, Justin. That's what I meant by founder. I meant I meant like he was. He's one of the big big pillars of comics. I should have worded he that better. You're right. Brainwashing and church and she used Dark Seed Hunter. He's done amazing runs on Captain America and Fantastic Four and stuff like that and the Hulk. And if you've ever seen a this. comic book with like a certain like there's like a certain like look of like space effects basically called the Kirby Crackle. The man is such a famous artist, there are literally comic techniques named after him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of stuff known about him. He's importante. Yeah. Very importante for Marvel and DC, which yes. is why we get to talk about him everywhere. Yep. Everywhere. <laughs> so we definitely seem to be going all in with the whole new She's from the Rock of Ages apocalypse thing. So we're going with hardcore. So how long till we get a uh, I want Miracle Man. Oh, right. Miracle Man and Big Barda very soon, please. I I <laughs> I want a non Stupid version of Harley Quinn, because all we're getting lately is like I don't think they're going to the touch ones it. where she like fawns over Joker, and I just want a Harley Quinn that doesn't do that. Like that she's will be in like, an animated series. Like that's the problem is that we have so many like <sighs> characters to show. We don't have time to so show many. actual good characters, like actual characters people like. It's crazy. Like we're taking time for Granny Goodness, which is cool. It's a deep cut into the DC lore. But then we don't get like what you say, but we don't get time for like Harley Quinn and all these other fun characters that I actually want to see more of. We've got Dr. Fate at least. Okay. Also, I do that like reminds- Dr. Fate. He's cool. Dr. I'm glad Fate. they Justin, brought him back. Yes. Thanks for reminding me. Dr. Fate is a son of Vandal Savage. Oh, what? Wait, wait, did you not know? doing all the, the children of Vandal Savage with like, yeah, like you're Nob- supposed to be like Genghis Khan. And Kanga's no, Kong like when, banged so everybody. Kill, one of the is, sorry, go ahead. Keep going. Yours is more what can he thought, and I was jumping in. Okay, but Justin, did you not notice that one of Vandal Savage's sons had the helmet of Doctor Fate? So mm-hmm. is wait Nabu himself <laughs> spirit of order? He he was he was a son of Vandal Savage. That's what's implied in this episode. And then Isn't he got the killed. Descendants of Vandal Savage. You can wear the mask for the Doctor of Fate. No, it's it's whoever it's it whoever the Spirit of Order chooses. Okay. Yeah. So you you not, if you not go with that. Uh, Doctor Fate. Like in this episode, they show uh, Vandal Savage's uh, son and daughter in I think it was Babylon, and mm-hmm. the son had a helmet that was eerily similar to Dr. Fate's helmet in the present. And then they mentioned that his name was Naboo and that he died. And so I think that's, and, and that's all we got in that episode, but I think it was visually trying to tell us that this was Dr. Fate, or at least his original form before Is he Is Halo going to end up becoming Dr. Fate? 
I don't think so. I don't. No, I don't think she does going, magic, so no. Ah, uh, but they don't have to because the magic comes from Nabu. Nabu well, basically no, no, possesses no, no, somebody. But, but Justin, in previous seasons of the show, it's been stated that Doctor Fate is more powerful when he's in a body that controls magic. That's why he wants Zatanna's father. Okay, then Zatanna, what? Well, what? What is the strength? Well, Halo has her own strengths. But is that magic? I don't think it's magic though. It needs to be magic potential. That's what we said. Because then, yeah. because he with, tried to take control of Wally, but Wally. Was did not have any magical potential, so it wasn't very strong, and that was a well, thing. With one. if we're going with the whole child of savage thing potentially, and then on top of that, the scene of Halo now knows who Doctor Fate is, so that little seed has been planted. Yes, I'm just is. I'm very concerned that there, we're going to finally not kill Halo, but get rid of Halo. Like I'm just I'm oh, scared. so we're going to remove entire agency after brutally killing her like every that's other episode. I, okay, Beatrice, don't get angry at Justin's crack theories, okay? That is not <laughs> that is not fair to, to this I'm show. I'm not getting mad at Justin. I'm just getting, like, if that's where they go. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Don't get mad about this plot idea. It's Justin's crack theory, Beatrice. They're not doing that. I, it will happen. Know. If they do it, it oh, the world will shake. If that anything, like, Zatanna is going to end up putting on the helmet instead of her dad. Like, that's that what they're going to do. That will happen when the Roses Lines lover theory from the Steven podcast Oh my god, please stop. Please it's stop. that it's much of a crack this? theory. No more crack theories. Um, you've never been Unless on a podcast not, because... with me, then. Okay. Andy, I'm how just... much of my podcast are crack theories? Oh god, do you want a percentage or just Give like a, a percentage. list? Give me a percentage. At least, at least 50%, Justin. <laughs> At least 50. It's either 50%. It's either a crack theory or a random fact about Justin. Like, people know what they're getting. Yeah, they know what they're getting. And that is... I, I think that's your skill as a magician coming through, Justin. Just you know, since we're talking everybody. about Zatanna, I can finally mention because that episode got the... Yeah, ignoring there. that. Um, so... No, I'm a magician! But <laughs> is. I've been waiting years to say that on a podcast, and I finally did, and the episode never happened. So, well, yeah, no, no, Justin, that never. That's, I don't know what you're talking about. We never did anything. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a magician, just like no, Zatanna. Oh, get it. I'm gonna Doctor Fate. Sounds I'm, good. Okay. You um, do you, fam. I'm very tired. It's okay. So, what? Do, so, overall, what do we think of this set of episodes? They're good. I had a good time. You had a good time? Yeah. Mm, I think that they, uh, out of the batches, they, they, I, I don't think that they're the strongest batch that we've gotten of the three. Um, and I think, I think maybe had they like split them out, split, split them up a bit more and spread them out, maybe they would have been a bit easier to swallow because. I just, I just feel like it was just a lot of, like, exposition of, like, retelling stories. Like, we got the retelling of the origin of Vandal Savage. We got the retelling of these three missions that eventually we find out happen at different times, and it's just everybody retelling it. So, like, I think the last episode was the only one that didn't have one moment of retelling. So, and it seemed just a bit monotonous to me. But, um, beside that, I mean, it's, it's... Again, not the they're the most attached, not the most linked. So, um, yeah, not the strongest of of the of of the of the nine, I guess. All right, it's it's so weird that we're over a third of the way through the show now. 
Yeah. That's so strange. And after next Friday, <laughs> we'll be a we will be half of the way through the show. Like that's it's so we it's such a weird thing that they're airing batches of three. It's not instead of you know one episode or the whole season at once, but batches. It's such a weird. It made airing. it made sense for the first three episodes, but since then it's gotten made less and less sense. Honestly, it yeah. just doesn't. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's been hurting my viewing experience yet, but it just doesn't. I don't really see why these three episodes in particular need to be aired together. Easy. Like, They're cutting it off after every Halo death. I Okay, Justin, like that's, that's the meta reason, but I don't know why they decided to do this in the first place. Because. I don't know if they, they, know if they had a choice, though. I, did they know? Like, did they, they know might, that it was going to be I think, like 333 three, three, or, or, or not? I don't that's think my they point, wanted Beatrice. to be 333. Three, three. I think it's. Like, just economics. They knew if they released them all at once, the people would just do the one-day free trial, watch yeah. it, and then cancel. But if they didn't, they just do it one episode at a time, people would get really annoyed with having to wait, like, it's standard television. So they're like, we'll oh, do three episodes at once. they just did Titans. Yes. Which they did that one at a time. <clears throat> or they may have done that, like, two or three the first week, and then one after. The, the yeah. point is that it's, this is definitely a an attempt to and, – and, and again, this is not me ragging on them. They deserve to get money for the show they make. Like that's part of how economics works. If you make a show, they, they're trying to get money for it. That's not me ragging, but that's why they did it. And that's not evil or anything. They just did this because they knew people would pay for a free trial and then sign off because that's all there is here. And that's fine to acknowledge that. But like Beatrice said, I don't think they wrote this with the idea that it would be aired in three-episode chunks. So mm-hmm. it just doesn't really work sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, next week we get four, so... Yeah, oh, God. I forgot there were four next week. And are, are thumbnail spoilers, because they already have the thumbnails up for the next week's episodes? Is that yeah. allowed to be... I haven't seen them. I, I, I look at them, but I already look, forget. Yeah, okay. I tend to look at them, like, is the day I watch them. So I'd I will, rather not know. Then I will not use a thumbnail. I will simply use instead the season poster. We do not have all of the Outsiders. If you've ever read an Outsiders comic... Yes, Geoforce and Halo are part of it. I, th- I think Halo is part of it, but Geoforce definitely. Nightwing, Black Lightning, all definitely part of Outsiders. Forger, no, not. But we're missing a couple very important Outsiders, and I, th- the they're on the season wide poster. Yeah. I don't know when <laughs> we're getting them, but the point is, we are not done with new characters yet, and yes. so we're only that, halfway through. That upsets me. And then in three months, we get the rest of the season, right? God. I just really halfway through this season, so there's a lot of show left. Young Justice is tiring to watch, let me tell you. Like, it's It's, not like, it's not in always a bad way, but it's just like, it throws so much at you. And it just expects you to, like, know all these characters, and it just takes so much brain power to watch it. It's the TV equivalent of reading a comic. But not not even, like, but in a comic, you can stop and, like, close like put the book aside for a second be like hey who is this but in a tv show you have to pause and you lose the pacing that's that they're the trying same to do. thing i don't know no, i think i don't agree I, think, I don't agree it's the same thing I, sorry I the comic disagree. will not continue if i do not continue my eyes the show will continue no matter what my eyes do but see here's the thing like that's fair that's a fair point but i do think like unlike i don't, I don't know like there are certain comics that are maybe like a one hero comic mm-hmm. that aren't as crazy <laughs> You know, so it's not like it's like reading a comic book. It's like reading a crazy like comic event where you have to read different volumes or like different it's issues like reading of a different Grant different Morrison his- comic. But it's like not even that. It's like different issues of different heroes instead of just one line of one big event. It's, and it's like they're all linked together, but you have to read them all. And it's like 
it's it's that's why I was trying to say just I'm sorry Beatrice because it's kind of like Justice League in that it's like a lot of different stories but they're trying to do a continuous plot like you're saying it just makes it so hard to follow like it's like if Infinity War was drawn out into like a 26 episode series and it's just you I can't keep my brain I, I had like what was it like teen like 18 movies to prep me for Infinity War I had essentially nothing to prep me for this I am so glad you said that because that is the comparison I was making in my head like that is exactly what it is it's like you can do this type of thing with like Infinity War because you had 18 movies of setup and you and maybe you could have missed one of those movies and you'd be okay but if you didn't but like this had no setup because in the previous two seasons it wasn't it it didn't include some of the characters that are new to this season so it's just it that's like a very good comparison of how like you can overload the audience and how you can prepare the audience i I, i think this does work better though beatrice if you have just watched seasons one and two like right before this but again it's been six years and there are still new characters on top of everything we already have. Like See, it's but that's the thing. Like if you watch the first nine episodes of the first season, the first nine episodes of the second season, by now I would feel like we would have some form of ground, even if it's just the first arc of a story, we would understand where we were at. I have no and idea. I don't where we are. think in this season we have that. We have not I have not had a moment where I can set my feet down. I'm like, okay, now I understand where we are, who which characters are. The ones I need to focus on and what's going on. Like we haven't had that moment yet, and we're nine episodes in. I, and next week is the season, the mid-season finale. Yeah. Now, now that you've said that, I think I get your frustration with the Vandal Savage episode. I think the Vandal Savage episode might have worked better in the second half of this season, after we have a clear goal of what the actual like goal of all the heroes is. Because right now we or don't his know. goal. Like, yeah. why Like why do we care about this oh. one guy who we've barely seen interact well, with any of the heroes? I, I, like, why not just actually focus on, like, have them interact, have them have some his, banter with Vandal Savage if he's going to be the big bad, and then go and put the, give us the backstory for Vandal Savage. Like, actually it, give us a proper reintroduction to this character and have things that are connected to the characters that we're seeing, and then give us an origin, and then that would actually have some impact and weight. If you drop it like that now and... It's just, uh, and the fact that it's Cassandra, which is once again a character whose sexuality has been completely erased. It's yeah. just, you know what? Ugh. I, I I do I do agree with your frustrations there. I yeah. Speaking of Cassandra's, and to the point of we know nothing about this team. Apparently, the Wonder Girl in this show isn't even Donna Troy. It's apparently Cassie. Oh yeah, we've been calling her Donna Troy. <laughs> It's yeah. not even Donna Troy. I'm pretty sure like half the Tumblr fandom and Reddit fandom also calls her Donna Troy. It's so not that's even according to Wikipedia, Sandra, not Donna. Okay, well then you know what? Here's a solution. Bring them both in. If we're having all these characters, why not bring them all in? I mean, we already have what? Four bat we already have four uh Robins and four Batgirls already, right, in this show? Like it's crazy. And the best part is Wonder Girl and Spoiler are played by Mae Whitman, oh. and we barely get to hear them. There, there's a lot of there's a lot of characters in the show that are voiced by the same by people. Same people, mm-hmm. yeah. That's not too. Uh, and again, I do think they do it well. I don't think it's that obvious. Like that Black Lightning is voiced by Aqualad, but it does have this effect well, where because Black Lightning is a main character, they can't show Aqualad Aqualad as much because then it'd be too obvious. Okay, but then why don't we get either of them ever? Wonder well, yeah. Girl there's also spoiler. Yeah. 
I think that's what helps with Spoiler and, and Cassie is that we don't get either of them. So it's like, it doesn't matter if the same person voices them. They're barely there anyway. Don't, Donna, I just said Donna. Cassie has said like two, literally one line all season. And, and it, it was, was about just, Tim. Yeah, it was just about mm, her relationship. Shocker. This, this no, no, show no, 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 not no. treating women Static is completely way. out of the pit. No, Static's yeah. way over there. No shock. Oh. Get it? God. I'm oh, really God. upset. Let me tell you, I'm really upset. Like, I, like, in a different it's in a different axis than the upsettingness of like all like the ships that happen on the show but like i'm really upset that static does nothing because they really hyped him up last season and now he's done absolutely nothing can we just spin out a milestone universe since we've brought in most of the milestone characters uh like hardware's here it's ridiculous like we have most of milestone can we just spin out that show i just honestly this show just makes me want like Again, I've said it a bunch of this. I just want another Justice League show, Justin. Let's just, I just have want a DC anthology show. Just yeah, that's what me. I mean. That's what I mean. And I just want let's just do one-off episodes so where we don't have to worry about this crazy overarching plot where which where we don't really care about it and just let's just do that because so obviously Justice that, can focus. Yeah, or like even make Young Justice that wouldn't you? No, I would love. What, do you, what? Please don't. I want Young Justice to actually. The whole point of bringing this back is so that we could actually finish after that Dark Side tease I, six years yeah. ago. But just finish, please, please. I just guess that's finish. True. like let's do that. But I still would be fine with like an episode, like episodes of the show where like it was just Dick doing Dick things. Like he was, <laughs> I came out weird. But like if it was just Dick Grayson doing Nightwing things, like with Barbara, that's and we tough. just saw mini plot, like just one episode of a side thing. Like I, they can do that. I am, su- I assume they can write that. Like I said, the Vandal Savage episode probably worked a lot better if they didn't have that B plot. And I think we could have an episode completely devoted to Black Lightning and things like that instead of having this crazy overarching plot that just isn't working for me right now. I, I, as much as we don't have time for any more Nightwing Oracle stuff, if we do not get that iconic scene from Birds of Prey of Nightwing and Oracle on the trapeze together, like, <laughs> I will not, like, I need, I, you, you don't understand. I bought that comic digitally, bought it a second time in an anthology I bought for my thesis. Why? Bought it, because that comic is amazing. But I mean, oh, I thought you were going to say you bought it just for that, like, trapeze scene. That, that no, was- no, 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 no. I, I bought an anthology for my thesis that had that in there. Okay. And then I found a Birds of Prey physical book that I bought purely because it had that issue. And I want all the context around that issue. So I now own that scene with the trapeze three times. That's something. It's one of the greatest com. It's literally why I am excited for a Birds of Prey movie. I know we're not getting it, but, like. Yeah, that Birds of Prey made Oracle Oracle like. Oracle yeah, it saved her after the Killing Joke. Yes, yes. Oracle, I am so mad we're not getting more Oracle here because Oracle right now is completely seen through Dick's like point of view, and I don't like that because Oracle is such a great character, and I want more done with her. Mm-hmm. But that would involve actually getting character development. I know Beatrice. I know. Especially female That's character just development. So hard is she to like, ask. Like, in is that hiding, not too much think, to ask? or? What was like, that? that to be the, like having Oracle be in hiding and from what? Like that's the only thing I can think she's of. Is, like, from why the she's... Joker. Really? Is she? That's but it? why is she hiding? From I don't the know. T- they haven't really mentioned the Joker at all in the show in the past. Please like don't, no, they did. No, they mentioned Ben Spiner. Please. I mean, I mean, mentioned he hasn't like appeared on screen. He was. He was in one episode. Yeah, he was in the episode. Literally one of the worst versions of the joker ever and i think that's I'm why sorry, they're avoiding i'm so that's sorry why, yeah. they're, that's why they're if avoiding there's 
one thing that they could do to make me, you know, like forgive everything is to give me one, the treatment of Vandal Savage, not origin story, but like giving some dedicated time to a character that's like just so removed from everything else. Give me Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. Just give me them. Just give me them over there. Oh, like so whatever, Give me an episode with them and then we're fine. And I'll be like, you know what? I will give you the Vandal Savage episode because you gave me this. Like, can we can we get a different like random B like not B not to diminish them, but like can we get a different awesome queer character since Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn are getting their own show in December? Yeah. Oh my god, you're Ooh. right. Yeah, can we get like I mean that Cassandra woman? Can we get uh, Savage? Trish, what's her name? Trish thirteen. Tracy. And the fact that you don't remember her name says a lot about this show. Because you appeared like once and I don't think we even got her name. Nope. Young Justice. Also, fun fact, Oracle is Allison Stoner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But this show reunited Jesse McCartney and Allison. Oh, wait, no. Haley Joel Osment is Sora. My bad. Not Jesse McCartney. Okay. (laughs) I'm... I'm excited for Kingdom Hearts 3, you guys. Um, <laughs> we can okay. tell. It's, it's been an hour. We have one more week of Young Justice to go before the mid- at it, which will be the mid-season finale. Guys, it's gone by so fast. It's, it's, gone it's by been you, a guys. whirlwind. It's, a it's been yeah. a whirlwind of Young Justice, you guys. Alrighty. It has. It has. It's, it's been real. Guys, you can, find every, you can find everything about this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can join us on Discord to text chat about animation at OverlyAnimated.com slash Discord, where, again, you can hear all our scathing opinions of Killing Joke and other not-so-great animated movies. Um, support us via Patreon at Patreon.com slash OverlyAnimated. Thanks to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, cast, John, a.k.a. Johnny Bravo. And thanks, as always, to our Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Hugh. Coming up, of course, we have one more week, one more week of Young Justice. And, of course, all our other regularly scheduled shows. Thanks for listening, guys, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.